Nine, learn to see small units of time wisely. This is a very important principle in my own life. Here's an important principle for busy church leaders. Learn to use small units of time. Maybe you have a a short 10-minute window before an appointment, or you're waiting and someone is late. Seize those little units of time scattered throughout the day to do productive things. You can make your phone call. Uh, You can do a quick email. Uh, Maybe you've got a book with you, or you have your, your scriptures with you. You fill in that 10, 15 minute period of time, that adds up after a week. If you use those small periods of time throughout the day wisely, you can get many small tasks done. And this will free you later to do things that are more urgent and more important, like spending time with your family. It has been said, most time is wasted, not in hours, but in minutes. A bucket with a small hole in the bottom gets as empty as a bucket that is deliberately kicked over. Seize small units of time. They add up. Don't just putter them away. Seize them. You will find great profit in this. And the purpose of this is so that later you have more free time. You're not so guilty that you have all these things to do you're not doing. So it's a great tool for life organization and getting things done. A little 10-minute period here, maybe a 20-minute period there, a half hour there, five minutes here. Don't just stand there staring into outer space. Know exactly what you're going to do with that 10-minute period. And this will make you a happier person, a more organized person, a freer person. It will release you from the tyranny of the urgent. 10. Understand the principle of focus. This is a very important principle. As we've been saying many times, uh, we are all in the age of distractions. Never in human history have there been so many choices to make, so many movies to see, sports to watch, books to read, things to do, entertainment. We have too much entertainment. One of the most important principles in a fast-paced, busy world is the principle of focus. You can't do everything. So you have to choose, and you have to choose very deliberately. What will you do? It means saying no to many areas of life and interests and commitments that maybe you would like to do, but you just can't do it all. This means carefully setting out your priorities and focusing on them. If you're a busy elder, you have a job, you have family, you have responsibilities to fulfill as the church, so you must maintain focus at all times. This is the only way you can survive and be effective. I have personally struggled to keep my focus on what God has given me to do and to let go of other things that I I would love to do. I would love to learn another language. I would love to play an instrument. I have played an instrument in the past, but I, I have no time to continue it. I would love to watch great documentaries and read other kinds of books but I have to say no to many of these things in order to keep my focus on the work of the church and the the study of the word of God and on my family and on my duties. You will have to be focused, narrow your interests, make tough choices to do God's will and the work he has given you first and foremost. Use the principle of focus You can only do so much in a day. You can only do so much in a lifetime. So focus on what God has given you to do. Keep your priorities straight. And then 
and it's hard to do. You just have to say no to other things. And sometimes I don't like that myself. I would like to do this. I would like to do that. And I just have to say, I can't do all those things. And it's going to affect what God has given me to do. It's going to affect my wife and my children, my grandchildren, my, my dear friends. So the principle of focus is a very important principle to keep your priorities straight and be effective in life. Now, 11, follow through with your responsibilities. When an assignment is given to you to do, follow through with it. Get it done. Be very responsible in this area. There's nothing that frustrates a body of elders more than an elder who doesn't follow through with his responsibilities. If you promise to make a phone call or to show up at the hospital or visit someone, then do it. If you don't follow through, you will frustrate and hurt people. It will hurt your leadership. It will discredit and hurt the whole eldership. Your character's on the line. Your word's on the line. Your reputation is on the line with your fellow elders and with all other people. Be the kind of person that has a reputation for following through with your responsibilities. Your fellow elders and the people in your church will be counting on you. I remember when I first became an elder, we had a real model elder. And one of the things I noticed about this man is that he was a man of his word. And whenever he said he would do something, he would do it. And there was no question it would be done. He followed through with his duties. 12. Do the hardest job and the most important job first. One way to learn to be self-disciplined is to train yourself to do the hardest or the most important job first. Usually, these are the jobs we don't want to do. We push them off. And then we worry about getting them done. This makes life miserable. But the disciplined person tackles the hardest job and the most important job first. And this is a good habit to learn and to practice. For example, in my own life, if I have a sermon for Sunday morning, I don't wait till Saturday night. I will start always Monday morning and put the entire day into getting that sermon done on Monday morning. And then throughout the week, I can add ideas and suggestions, and I'm, my mind is ruminating on it all week, which is moving the material around. And by the end of the week, I can just see it being refocused. And throughout the week, I can put other bits of time into that sermon. And then I'm not worried because I know the majority of my sermon is done by, by Sunday, uh, Monday evening. So if I put it off to Saturday night, it would be a very poor sermon. And my mind would not have the opportunity all week to think about it. But then I would also be worried all week about this. So what are the hardest jobs, the most responsible jobs? Do them first. Get them out of the way. And again, we come back to this whole idea of freeing your time, freeing your mind, because things are being done. Thirteen, plan for rest, exercise, and family. The Lord wants you to have a balanced life. He doesn't want you to have a cluttered life that frustrates you and steals your joy. After God created the world, he rested. He gives rest to his saints. Sin, however, came into the world and brought chaos and disorder and confusion and mismanagement and indiscipline. There's a wonderful verse in the Gospel of Mark, which we should all know. The Lord Jesus said to the twelve, as they came back from a preaching tour, he said these very important words, 
Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. That's a beautiful verse. Mark 6, 31. Yes, the Lord wants us also to rest. He says, rest a while in a desolate place, a place of peace, a place away from the people, away from the work. Just do something or plan something to get away from all those responsibilities and the crowds of people that are around you. So refresh yourself. Take time off. Take time to exercise your body. Take time to rest. It's the Lord's will. Refill your tank so you can have a long-term ministry. We don't want you to be a three-year elder. We want you to be a 30, 40-year elder. You'll never do that if you do not pace yourself, if you do not rest, if you do not take time away. There's an old saying, you can't be so busy that you can't take time to fill your gas tank. In our modern society, there is hardly any time for rest or relaxation. People feel they have to be connected all the time or they feel guilty if they aren't. If you don't plan for rest and relaxation, it will not happen. There are too many interruptions. There are too many things to do. If you are disorganized or you are a procrastinator, you will feel guilty and you will not get the proper rest that you need. So go to a desert place, a lonely place, go out to the forest, Take a long walk where there's no one around. Such activities are good for both your body and your mind to be alone with the Lord. So create time that you can spend in leisure studying the word of God with nothing else to do. Talk to the Lord, meditate. These are important, healthy things for your soul and for your ministry. Jesus said, come apart and rest a while. Someone added, or you'll come apart. 14. Take care of your body. Not only do we need to discipline ourselves in how we use our time, how we manage our work, we also need to discipline our physical bodies, the tent in which we now live. We only get one body. You need to take care of it. Your body needs proper sleep. It needs physical exercise. It needs food and rest. And you are the steward over your body. You are the steward of your body's health and strength. Uh, this analogy Paul likes to use in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9 and in 1 Timothy chapter 4, you need strength and energy to do the task uh, that you need to do as an elder. If you are disciplined in your body, it will help to discipline your spirit and your spiritual life. There's a marvelous, almost unexplainable, interconnection between the body and the spirit, the body and the mind. It's all interconnected. If your body is lazy and sick, it will affect your work ethic. It will affect your thinking. It will affect what you can get done. It will affect your prayer life. The great missionary Hudson Taylor said this, and he's a man who knew what he was talking about when it comes to prayer. He said, it takes strength to pray, and that is true. If I come back from a long trip and I'm really exhausted, I can hardly pray. It's really hard to even talk. It takes strength to be a good leader. So take care of your body. Now, my dear friends, there are many, many resources out there today, online, through books, that will help you understand how to eat properly, exercise properly, uh, to have a greater energy as you age. So 
draw on what science is teaching us about this marvelous machine that God has made called the human body. It's far more complex than we ever thought. But we live in an age where we know so much more about the body. Use that information. Use science. Use the uh, tools that we have today to stay strong. Someone said this, and I often quote it to myself, stay strong, live long. Stay strong, live long. You have a body, you're a steward of your body, discipline your body, as the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 15, learn to say no. How important it is to practice the word no. Maybe you need to stand in front of a mirror and practice four or five times a day. You cannot say yes to everything. Your time and your energies are limited. You may have to say no to some of those sports, some of those hobbies you love. You cannot do it all. The fact is this, your ability to say no to the many voices calling to you to give you the capacity to say yes to the many important matters of life. Learn the word no. Uh, David uh, Henry Thoreau uh, made this statement many years ago, and I actually have this on my wall. Our life is frittered away by details. Simplify, simplify. Let me repeat that. Our life is frittered away by details. Simplify, simplify. Comes back to the principle of focus again. Priorities. You just can't do everything. And you will frustrate yourself. You'll frustrate people around you. How much better to do the will of God as God has given you. And you know your family is primary, your children, your ministry as an elder. 16. Get counsel from someone who has a well-managed life. There's a saying that goes like this. If you want something done, ask a busy person. The reason for this is they know how to organize and manage their lives. If you find people who are well-organized, who know how to accomplish a lot in life, and are self-disciplined, ask them, what are your secrets? Sit down with them, take them to lunch, go to their home. Spend time with them. Ask them, what are the principles you use to manage a busy life and to accomplish many things? Ask their advice. Ask them to teach you. I did this very early in my own life. I went to people who I saw were well-managed, people who could accomplish a great deal, and I asked them, tell me some of your secrets. Show me how you manage your time, your work, your day. How do you have time for rest, recreation, uh, time for enjoyment with friends. And I have learned a lot just by asking questions and, and learning from the techniques of other people. So you do that. Find out from other people. Get their ideas. And of course, there's many books. There's, uh, there's good helps online today to help you with organizing your life. You can use these things. 17. Seek to be disciplined in every aspect, every area of your life. Rhonda Kelly writes this, self-discipline is essential to success in all areas of life. And then Martin Lloyd-Jones said this, we should be examining ourselves and disciplining ourselves always. We need to be disciplined in all areas of life. We need to be balanced people. We need to be disciplined in our study of the word of God. We need to be disciplined in our exercise our eating, our sleeping, our relationships with other people. Our goal should be to lead a balanced life. Some people love exercise and sports. That's easy for them. 
They can do that all day, but they cannot seem to sit and open their Bibles and study or read. They do not like that. Or they do not have uh, time for other people. Uh, this is an unbalanced life. So we are to be disciplined in every area of life. All of us will find there are unbalanced areas, some very weak areas in our life. We need to address these before the Lord. We need to seek counsel from other people. But most importantly, keep praying because the Holy Spirit wants to produce in you a balanced, disciplined, orderly life.